Disclaimer, the following program features language not suitable for all audiences, and the expressed opinions found within this program are a reflection of those who feature on the Pop Culture Effect podcast. Welcome to the Pop Culture Effect. I'm Rockin' Rob, and on this show, I bring my closest friends together to talk about all of the news happening in our pop culture world around us. I would like to welcome everyone to another episode of our complete and utter random ramblings. I am joined today by all of my wonderful, fabulous friends of of Menace. Hello. Of Blaze. Hello. Of Gemini. Hello. And Subset. Heyo. And uh, we are here today to talk about a lot of the nostalgic aspects of media that have been cropping up because you know everybody loves a everybody loves a remaster everybody loves a nostalgia uh jerker as it were and i think at least for everybody in this keep that one for yourself i think out of everybody in this party there is no bigger scratch to the itch of nostalgia than spy kids and gemini i just want to hear your opinions on the new potential for the franchise going forward so with this new potential it's actually a full reboot of the original movie which was released in 2001 Ooh, my back, I feel the age. Anyway, so you know, spoilers, if you don't know about the plot of Spy Kids, it's basically about these two kids who find out their parents are like international super spies and they essentially have to save them because they got kidnapped and that they're they're redoing, uh, rebooting the whole plot. Um, And my biggest gripe with this, because I'll be honest, I'm not looking forward to this. It's a Netflix reboot um, that is coming out, I believe, September 22nd. And, um... It looks, it looks bad, in my opinion, and it's either because I have the really big, thick Coke bottle nostalgia glasses on, and I am just a grumpy old man who's grumbling on the porch all day at all these newfangled shit, um, and hate anything that's new, or, you know, maybe it's because it's, maybe it probably isn't. I mean, on one hand, they did get the original, like, the original director is directing and making this movie, Robert Rodriguez. Great, perfect, because sometimes when they do these reboots, they don't consult with the original creator, and that's where problems arise. However, he is doing this, so that's why I'm like, oh no. Because my biggest issue, I guess, is the original Spy Kids movie that was released in 2001 was not, like, it wasn't a big budgeted movie. It, I mean, it's a bigger budget than what I originally thought. I thought it was, like, only a couple, like, grand. But it was actually only, like, uh, $36 million, which sounds like a lot. But for most movies that need, like, a budget of, like, $56 billion, um, that's actually a very small budget for a movie. Especially one that blew up in the 2000s. And, like, you know, he edited it in his garage and, like, all this stuff. So, like, it was kind of, like, a passion project that he did. And now it's got, like, the big kahuna, like, Netflix budget. And it looks worse. I mean... They've got a whole new slew of actors, um, which again, I get it. It is a reboot, so they're obviously not going to reuse the same stars from 2001 as they are no longer children. They're well into their 30s at this point and all that. But I do like how Robert Rodriguez is keeping to the original aspect of it was a Latino family. You know, I believe, yeah, they were all... Uh, it was a Latino family. I think they use Latino actors and he is doing that again. That is one nice thing that he is giving uh, Latino actors of ranging from the age of the parents to the age of the children some, you know, 
a chance to act, in a sense, a chance to be in a movie, a pretty popular franchise. Another interesting fact that I did find out, which is kind of sweet, is he is collaborating with his son for the film's script. So that's nice. It's, it seems like it's at the very least like a little family project because he was very passionate about Spy Kids when he made it back in 2001. I mean, hey, he's doing a better job at making a connection with his son than Will Smith does. Yeah, that is true. But like I said, my biggest complaint is the fact that the kids, it's, they look so different. And I guess, like I said, I guess it's mainly my nostalgia goggles that are making me grumpy about this. Subset, did you like, because I know you're also quite a decent fan of um, Spy Kids and everything. Oh, yeah. And you had a little bit of a comment before we started. Well, yeah, I had one. Like, I actually took a look at this, at the movie and I'm sitting here. What exactly is happening? Because I feel like I'm getting a little bit of all three of the three originals before they did the, the fourth movie and stuff. Like, I'm getting yeah. feel from all of them and I'm just not too sure what's the premise in this. Apparently, it's meant to be a reboot of the first one where, you know, the kids think that their parents are just lame regular parents and then they find out, like, oh, shit, mom and dad are actually, like, badass kick it like badass guys and uh they're f-ing kidnapped we gotta save their asses and then oh, that's like so this is a full-on reboot of the series not like another sequel for the next generation. no this like is not an, yeah no this is not a next generation like you know what are juni and um what was what was the other girls what was carmen. the girl's name yeah like juni and carmen's kids no this is like a full-on reboot with different actors of how juni and carmen became spies and how how they okay. found out about their parents' spy job and uh, career. From the trailer itself, I can see why you had some doubts. Because I'm also getting some doubts. I, I'm pretty sure they're going a little bit too quick with their progression of becoming spies. With all this tech and stuff going on and whatnot. Granted, I could do to the budgeting. But that was the point of, like, at least the first one. They were slowly discovering how to really be a spy given with their limited resources. Even if they're using outdated equipment. Yeah. But that's not even true because their uncle was like one of the main manufacturers of the yeah. tech. Well, that is true, but his equipment is slightly outdated compared to what the the rival kids that they were up against equipment was. They got the same watch from the watch from their uncle, while the other kids had it a even tells time. Yeah, it even tells time. Well, his <laughs> uncle couldn't do any of that, so he is at best in his regard. But clearly, his his best is dated compared to the rest. I guess my other complaint is. Um, just to the fact, I think in the original, they're probably prospected to be around the ages of, I think, 8 to 13, Juni and Carmen. In this, they look like they're a lot younger. Like, the girl looks like she's 6, and that's like, ooh. And granted, I'm terrible at gauging ages. You'd think I would be, considering that's a portion of my job description in real life. But anyway, (laughs) that's besides the point. Like, she just looks very young, and I'm like, ooh, wow. But, you know, I mean, that's that's neither here nor there. I guess it's like I said, it's mostly, it's a shell shock. It's shell shocking to me that they are rebooting this because, you know, to me, movie doesn't feel like it was like it came out that long ago. When in reality, it's over 10 years old. 20, 20 years old. Oh my God, it's 20 years old. Holy shit, yeah, I can't do math yeah. for one. Funny but enough, like, I actually just watched the third one last week. For like the first time or? Not for the first time, no. Just I got very bored and I was just scrolling through Netflix and I saw it on there. And you're like, yeah, you know, fuck it. You just fully committed to watching the entirety of Spy and Kids 3. And my Holy God, shit. did we not realize how bad CGI was when we were Oh kids? yeah, dude. Here's, here's the fun. 
funny oh, um, yeah. thing with terrible. the third one. That one was released when 3D was starting to become a more common thing in movies. They pushed yep. it with that film. Yeah, and what? that's that movie fell into like the weird aspect of like the annoying 3D of like I'm 3D, I'm 3D, ha ha ha, look at me. The very obnoxious form of it. God, and, yeah, quick, as he puts his hand in front of in front of your face, trying to make it look 3D. Yeah, so that was the very obnoxious form of 3D. And I'll admit that does make the third movie a little clunky and goofy, but it still retains that charm slightly in a sense. Yeah, it's terrible 3D, but it's like a nice stepping stone of like where we've come from in just 3D and computer generated graphics and everything with that. And that's kind of why I like these. And I, I guess I can understand the reason why they'd want to reboot it. They want to try and tell it with the modern and updated forms of technology and movie making um, capabilities and editing skills and the programs and such. I get that. But at the same time, sometimes it's just nice to let the classics ride it out. And if they end up getting buried in the sands of history, then they do. It's just a, it's just what happens. I just think that this just goes back to the fact of people in the big CEOs and industries of Hollywood, they, they ain't gotten many ideas anymore. Everything's That's kind of already true. been done. So they're like, what can we reboot that people remember, but don't really remember, and we can pass it off as a new thing? Mark my yeah. words. Yeah. That's true. Words. And I mean, and I mean, the fact that Robert is, Rodriguez is a part of, like, is the main force behind this. It could have been, you know, maybe he was sitting there with the son and you're like, you know what, son? Whose name is Racer, by the way. N nice name. Um, <laughs> he was probably like, you know what, Racer? Why don't, why don't we, you know, work together and make a reboot of one of my, mo one of my greatest movies and, you know, have some father-son time and everything. Maybe it was something like that. I don't know. You know, oh. we don't know. But that's why I said on one hand, it's kind of cool that he's collaborating with the son on making the script and everything. And then, you know as because i think in the was it one of the movies he did say it was like a dedication to his son at the end like in like the little like um end credit bits he said there, there was like a dedication to his son and i don't remember if that was the first one second one or third one i really don't remember it well, was suppose, one of them suppose it just goes down we just have to wait and actually see because yet again sometimes some movies are made for like the older too the older people who grew up with this it's time to show them they're remaking this stuff with kids of this generation now what they like yeah Except here's here's the thing too about making stuff for like the new generation. Like, yeah, sure, I get it. We're not kids anymore. We might not like appeal to some of the stuff with some of the new movies and shows that have coming out. But I I feel like the new shows and movies that have come out lately, like um for the new generation kids, are even more dumb, childish than our childhood shows. And which I can oh, agree with yeah. you in some regard, like. And you also you also need to go to the fact of who's gonna be the one bringing those new generation of kids. Like, oh, I watched this when I was a kid. You guys are gonna love it, and it's something completely different from what we've seen. Think about yeah. how many thirty-year-olds that grew up on the original Pokemon are now showing their kids Pokemon. Like, it's it's a cycle. We all we all indoctrinate the next generation World. into the popular media. <laughs> that is completely true and fair and all honest yeah that's why nostalgia I, works it that's true yeah there are probably gonna be a lot of parents when this drops on netflix that are gonna be like oh shit little timmy i remember when this came out when i was your age why don't we watch the new version together and then they're gonna cry you know, on that's... the inside while they well they yeah watch their childhood be ripped apart <laughs> yeah like dad's gonna be all like oh my god what happened little timmy's gonna be like yeah 
fun. This is fun. And it's just like, little Timmy, why don't why don't we watch the original? And then little Timmy's like, the original sucks. And then you know, Dad's just dying in, on the inside. Slowly dying on the inside. I love how your little Timmy <laughs> laugh actually peaked your bike. So <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. But yeah, that's you know, I. All right, that's it. We're doing the yeah. movie night. All of us watching this movie. Oh, no, I don't <laughs> want right. it. If it was too bad, if, we're all watching it, Robbie. It it's happening, and, and then we're gonna girl. come back to the same topic, and we're gonna give our honest opinions on it. Ew. I suppose we could. Anyway, o- moving only, on. Only if they come out with all three of them, and then they do Spy Kids 3D in 2026. Oh Jesus! <laughs> it would take longer than that. But I, what, real quick, I guess my only sadness is I will. Oh, what was that actor's name? real quick i feel really bad for not remembering his name uh does anyone um, remember the like website video game that they did for spy kids 3d am i the only mm, one that remembers this no oh no you're not okay cool thought i was having a fever dream i have no idea the only thing the only thing i'll be sad is i know damn well they more than likely might not have some of the original actors from it like the other actors in the sense of like you know danny trejo alan cummings steve Buscemi, like, I love that man. And also, I feel like it would have been cool to, to have the kids from the original appear as cameos in this new one. I feel like they might. It depends, I guess, on what they're doing in their current lives. I think the actor for Junie is still acting. I'm not 100% sure about the actress for Carmen, if she's still acting. And the way with um, public opinion, it's only a matter of time before people rally behind uh, Steve Buscemi and, and Danny Trejo to be a part of this project. Yeah, but to be fair, they, I guess it all depends on what they'd have them do and everything and how Trejo. busy they are because Trejo, uh, Trejo yeah. <laughs> oh um, my god, Robbie. There is oh, yeah. one thing in this reboot that they need to do. If they don't, I'm gonna fucking run. Riot. Bring that? back Ralph. <laughs> I think he kind of is. Boy. I think he is, but I think instead of a bug, I think it's a crab. The fucking crab? Yeah, it's like a mecha. It's like a little. My people. It's a little like crab robot. Oh, Jesus. I think that's Ralph. No. Because when watching the trailer, yeah, they had like a little like yellow crab. Yeah, crab. I think it, I think that's supposed to be Ralph. Crab. It's a little crab. See? Oh, in my opinion, they need to at least reference machete products. Like they need to at least Yeah, no, because that's the name of his company, and he's got the whole machete movie. Well, that's the, that's the thing. If I recall, Danny, uh, no, I, was, I almost said Danny DeVito. Good <laughs> lord, Robert Rodriguez. Danny that's, that's the real he... actor. <laughs> no, like, honestly reboot. though, but um, like Robert Rodriguez, I, he said no, they're not connected. Danny Trejo is like, yeah, they are. <laughs> that that was him in his heyday. It's him when he was a spy. Yeah, we said like Robert. He's like, nah, that's a little silly. And then Danny's like, nah, that's that's canon. That that's, that's how it is. Canon. <laughs> it's all canon. And then he went on to make the tech. It just it lines up too perfectly to not. Be. It does. Gemini here, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. But um, anyway, so moving on from that, Rock and Rob, how's your uh, opinion of the new Chicken Run? Dawn of the Nugget trailer. Well, see, um, first of all, I will always 
hate the name Rock and Rob because it was such a spontaneous thing that happened. You started this, and we were started to die started. on this it hill wasn't me before though. it, it happened, goes away. It happened during a hockey game where the live announcer, I was talking to him, I was coordinating, and he just gave me the name Rock and Rob, and that's how it happened. But uh, yeah, too bad you're never leaving it alone. I know it's never, it's never oh. gonna leave. It's never gonna leave. <laughs> um, but yeah, when it comes to this new chicken run thing, in in my opinion, in, in my opinion. Opinion, I feel that it's kind of another case of a uh, another another series from the 2000s, which I had to look this up. Chicken Run, the first Chicken Run came out literally 23 years ago. It came out right on the turn of the oh century. Yeah, Aww. yeah. So, um, so the difference though between Dawn of the Nugget and the Spy Kids reboot, this is actually a sequel film, which is uh, it's cool. It's I mean, it's not for everybody. I only question. How the f did she survive? That side of the barn crushed her. Damn it! How did she live? She lived. Wait, so by it's the a twenty-year, twenty-year-later sequel. Uh, yes. I don't necessarily know if it's in universe twenty-three years later. Twenty years too late. Yeah, right. But yeah, when it comes to the plot, overall plot of this movie, it's. It's your typical claymation movie, and it has all of the uh, all of the lovely uh, all, all the lovely details that one would love from an OG Wallace and Gromit cartoon or you know Chicken Run. Um, it's going to be coming out December fifteenth on Netflix, which I really feel like Netflix has just completely taken over all of like popular media. They really need those subscriptions. But they really, they really have. But yeah, the original, a a as was previously mentioned, the original antagonist of the first Chicken Run movie, Militia Tweedy, is returning, and this time, brace yourselves, guys. Instead of breaking out of a chicken farm, they're breaking in to a giant chicken farm because they are going to try to free their fellow chicken brethren in an obvious it's it's probably going to be so ham-fisted like in, in, in the sense of of the industry that chickens are often um connected to but yeah I, I, I like i can appreciate the art style the quality looks great all the all the character designs look great i just feel that one like menace said it's 20 years too late and two <sighs> I just, I just feel, I just, I just feel like who, 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 who in their right, like if you had, if you had done this in 2010, I'd be like, yeah, this makes sense, you know. Okay, but look, look. The only defense, that, Rob, do you, do you realize how long it takes to do claymation? Oh, oh, I know, this, dude. This, I know. This is the I was another essence of, dude. I know Rob. exactly how painstakingly it can take. I just, yeah, but it doesn't think, take 20 years. I, that's the thing. I just think that 23 years is a little late. Like, had this been a serialized like show on Netflix that they could run for five seasons I'd be so down for it but if look this, look but, if but they do that sequel movie I I don't know I feel like it's 10 years too late I feel like it would make sense if they did it into a series that way they could make five eight series make, make it into whatever like make it into an actual Wallace and Gromit cartoon and just have it be episodic I feel like you, could, you but could... the question with that is like funding and time because doing claymation for each episode is gonna take a very long 
long time if you're gonna do like different stories for each episode and whatnot. That's, in a, fa- that's a fair point, especially when it comes to the different. That's more expensive different... than running a movie. That's 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 true. I didn't I didn't quite consider that, but yeah, I don't know. I, but again, like again, I just feel like it it's does. Years too late. It does feel odd for it to just show up out of nowhere. But in my honest opinion, I'm actually pretty excited because it's not every day that you get like claymation or stop motion stuff nowadays. And I I'm happy to still see this niche of filming a movie still up here see, and still I, relevant to nowadays. I love claymation, but what I really want to make a resurgence is 2D animation because I I hate all these people that are like, oh, they, like 2D isn't popular, so there's no point in putting resources into it. It's not popular because you don't put the effort into making good 2D films. You make one 2D film, it doesn't do well, and you're like, hey guys, look, that's that's why it th- doesn't work. That's why we don't do it. That's why we do 3D. That's what, that's what happened with Disney. <clears throat> I think uh, Princess and the Frog was one of the last 2D animated Princess movies and the Frog that they was did. Amazing. It was amazing. Oh no, it was great. It was one of the last ones they did. And then I think was Rapunzel the first one, the first like 3D one that they did. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tangled, if you want to be specific. Tangled, you're welcome. Rapun- whatever. Rapunzel's Adventures is an animated series, which actually gets really dark. It's really cool. I've heard about it. I heard it's pretty good. But like, um, because I, I remember hearing about this. Yeah, they released Princess and the Frog and I'm pretty sure that released, I think in tandem with a very popular 3D animated movie that came out roughly around the same time. I don't recall which one it was, but that did better than Princess and the Frog. So they were like, well, clearly 2D animation is garbage now. So we have to move past it. It's like, it's like, <laughs> when no. in reality, it's like, no, you just released your movie at a poor time frame. Exactly. And, you, and you're not, and you're not looking at the, like you're, you're, you're comparing the box you're, you're comparing the overall growth and overall revenue between a 3D and 2D rather than comparing a 3D to a 3D and a 2D to a 2D and then seeing how that ratios out to see because like I guarantee you that Princess and the Frog grossed more money than whatever movie it was in contention for it was just it was just the fact like you said that it was released at a poor time but they use this excuse it, it, it infuriates me it infuriates me because 2D animation is something of a lost art it seems, and I really want it to come back because I absolutely love it. I think it's amazing. I, I think I'm a nerd another for reason. Anime. No, I get that, and I, I don't blame you. I really appreciate 2D animation as well as an artist myself. It's really great, but also as an artist myself, I understand that 2D animation is a fucking pain in the ass to do. I've never actually fully animated anything. I have attempted multiple times, and it is terrible. By that I mean it is grueling work to animate something in a 2D sense. And I think another reason why they it was moved away is because I bet you the 2D artists were like, hey, could we, you know, um, please, Mr. Big Corporation, uh, get paid more? And they were like, no. They were like, like, nah. We do literally all this grueling work and it takes so long and all this stuff. And they're like, no. Because, yeah, because that's the thing. I'm sure 3D animation is just as difficult because you have other things that you have to deal with. Like, you know, the models bugging out, program bugging out and everything. I get that 3D animation probably has its own problems and its own grueling work and everything. Animation sucks. It sucks regardless of whether it's 2D, 3D, 
claymation, any form of animation is hard work. I get that. But they probably felt that 3D animation was a better field due to the fact that it probably didn't take as long, which sucks that that's another reason why they moved away from 2D animation because I, I do I do think 2D animation is really good and I do miss it. I, I hate I hate it. But like going back to the Chicken Run movie, I, I, I at least appreciate that they're retaining their original art style. I mean, obviously it wouldn't work in any other form or style. Like it's it's one of those things like Wallace and Gromit, like um, that that's just so intrinsically linked to the way it's actually perceived. And I hope that with this we can actually see a resurgence in other formats of media. Because I know we've been oversaturated with live action and CGI and 3D animation, and I feel like there's so many other art forms that just don't get the time and the attention that they really should. Yeah, the, the, I think the tragedy with other forms of animation outside of um, you know live action you know cgi 3d and even 2d is the fact that those ones are probably the ones that are the most work like the worst in the sense of the most hard work because you know with claymation with the paper craft animation um basically anything where you're moving around a little model bit by bit that's rough and i think there is only a select few of people who even bother to go into that field of animation it you know it's it'd be nice to see more people go into it but it is like a very niche animation style and it would it would be nice to see a research resurgence of it because that was very popular in the like mid 90s to early 2000s there were a lot of like claymation and paper craft animations that sprouted up with movies and shows that were pretty decent actually uh tim burton had a couple that were out you know um, the Wallace and Gromit movies and all the people who created those movies, because I think that's the same animator for Chicken Run and Wallace and Gromit, correct? I would assume so. I think... I, I don't know if it's actually canon, yes, it but I think Chicken Run might be a side story to Wallace and Gromit. I don't... Well, I didn't know if they were in the same universe. I just knew it was the same, like, person who animated I'm it. I'm not sure about the same universe, but they are the same person that animated. Um, hell, South Park, you know, that started out as a papercraft animation. Which it's not anymore. They retain... Sorry. They retain the same style, yes, of course, but, it you know. It doesn't look the same. It doesn't look... It's not, like, at its core, South Park. It looks <laughs> It looks like the version of South Park that's for a modern-day audience. Well, because it is. Okay, good good, good point. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, and... I, I guess it's just the same thing with all nostalgia. Like, it's, it's always going to be better to look back and see how things were in their quote-unquote heyday when you were in your quote-unquote heyday whenever yeah. that applies to any other person. Yeah, and... And one little like tidbit that would not it's not I guess not necessarily like an excuse, but it's definitely like I get the mindset again from an artist perspective. One of the biggest phrases in the industry is work smarter, not harder. And using the computer to do a lot of things, you know, with 3D animation, um, using uh, moving away from paper craft to, you know, see using the same style, but like drawing it and everything, you know, that's working smarter, less harder because, you know, you're reusing a lot of the same assets and it's, it's easier to flip it around and everything. So that's why, again, I get it. I get the whole, the um, irritation of moving away for, but I also understand the reason why they did and why they have, because they're trying to work smarter, you know, save time, save money. I get that. Which like, like that technique has been ingrained in animation all the way back to the original of like Steamboat Willie like all, like all their stills no matter what like no matter what they were drawing it for it'd be used for multiple situations multiple yeah. different takes like it's just it, it, it's it's something that's definitely evolved over time and I I I have mixed feelings about it because I just I just want new original IP but I know the incentive is to make IP that 
people care about because the new IPs don't do as well. Well, here's another thing as well. In technicality, there is no such thing as originality anymore. I mean, everything is based off of anything at this point. There is no such thing as originality. I mean, you're not you're you're not wrong there. You're not wrong there. Everything's been done at this point. It's just how well can you make it your own? That's the big kicker. How well can you take this subject, this concept, this idea, and twist it to your own idea? That's usually the thing. And sometimes it works wonderfully. Sometimes people are able to take that concept and make it into something really nice. An example, um, for me, in my opinion, uh, would be, as much as I don't really like this anime for personal reasons, My Hero is a very good example of like the uh, of like a young kid gaining powers and being able to prove himself, you know? But that's been done multiple times. Harry Potter, Sky High. I'm sure there's other ones, but those are the main two that I can think of, you you know? You did not just say Sky High. Hey, that's a good movie. (laughs) F*** you. That's a good movie. My hero is literally just Sky High. That's what I've been saying for years. It's literally Sky High. I hate you guys. Sky High is better than My Hero. She's wrong? Or the hate, the hate that she's right. I just hate that I had to hear a, a Sky High reference. <laughs> In the year of our Lord, 2023. Sky High 2? No, oh, no. Yes. I would, uh, that, that's what I, I was going to say. Like, that's that's the kicker. See, if they do a Sky High 2, it would be like his kids, though. Oh, And then yeah. it, would, it would just be start all over. Hi, my name is Deku Midoriya. See, the one thing I want to say, and, and it kind of encapsulates a lot of what we're talking about today. What? Like, like, we're, like us as a society, we're going to reach a nexus point where we've remade so much stuff that we will actually run out of stuff to reboot. So, like, what's going to happen that... Is our entertainment industry just going to come That's screeching? when actual new IPs come out. But they won't make new IPs because they don't do as well. No, because then no, they're just going to do not... reboots of the reboots they've already done. No, did you not hear what I said? They'll reboot, they'll reboot, but then eventually someone's gonna get sick of that and they'll make a spin on their own thing and that will be the new original IP. But again, originality has been dead for decades. I I would even say a century. Yeah, it's been dead for a long time, but it's how you can spin it to your own creativity. Speaking of- Yeah, it'll always be compared, but that's beside the point. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect. On CJSW. But yes, speaking of certain different spins on media, I know I know that we've we've talked a lot about our personal love about differing uh, di- differing styles of animation and the over reliance and over use of live action in today's media. But I feel like the one live action piece that everybody I didn't even realize I did that that everybody is going to apparently resoundingly be positive about is this One Piece live action adaptation. So Menace, pl- I-, I-, I feel like. Like you are the one person okay. who is the most like, so, weathered in this, so go ahead. I yes, I agree with you because in the anime, I haven't read the manga. I don't read manga. That's that. If you like to, that's on you. I've looked into the manga. I am for eight over eight hundred episodes. I am over eight hundred episodes into the anime. The beginning parts of where this live action adaptation takes place are are a bit fuzzy. It's been well over a decade since I've actually seen these episodes. But the way that they portrayed this, especially with it 
being an episode episodic format instead of how like almost all other live action adaptations are where they're just like movies i think that helped it so much because you got you got episode one which covers the first three episodes of the anime episode two covers episode four to eight and so on and so forth all the way up to where the last episode of this live action adaptation episode eight covers uh up to the end of the arlong park arc which is episode 45 of the anime so within these eight episodes you're essentially skipping all the filler all the little dialogue episodes all the extra shit essentially that people don't like about one piece you also get to learn the backstories for these characters a lot sooner to where uh like something will happen in the anime and you need to and then it'll be for that specific member of the straw hats and then you start to learn uh their backstory like um my boy my boy sanji you get to i just learned his backstory like a month ago in the anime and then what is it like fourth episode fourth or fifth episode in this live action and you learn the exact same backstory well yeah they're gonna hit gear five in like three seasons at the pace they're going Well, I, well, I wouldn't say that. It's only 45 anime episodes with these eight live-action episodes. They still got, like, a thousand episodes to go. Oh, God. You know you know they're going to go all the way. I know but, it's going to be some time before I actually get like sit down and watch the new episodes of One Piece, because I have never seen One Piece, but I want to watch it for Gear 5. But if they'd ever get to that stage, if we live to see Gear 5 in live-action One Piece, I don't know how I'm going to manage see, that. This that is one of my main worries is the farther you go, the more out there Oda has gotten with these characters and these powers. So, like, I don't know how they're going to, even with CGI, because the CGI in this in this live action is actually really good. One of the main things I was worried about is Luffy, my, the boy stretching, but that that looks oh, good. Yeah, the, the, it's not like, it, it doesn't look like, yeah, it doesn't look bad. The, they had uh, one of the sea kings, one of the big serpents that are in the oceans of one piece they had one of those and that looked really cool um what are they gonna do when they get to like you got to see some of the fishmen like you know some of the other characters it it'll probably just be like normal blowing up it'll be normal people but they'll like be they'll be cgi to different sizes i don't know how they're gonna do with like the giants and stuff they're they're just they're just gonna do it they're just gonna pull another quantum one of the main things i'm worried about one of the main things i'm worried about is chopper oh (laughs) because not only that 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 thing what that you sent wasn't true by the way okay good good i'm so glad um just chopper but also uh, what was his name brooke the the skeleton guy but oh brooke oh no cgi skeleton's easy <laughs> you say that but but i don't know they definitely got the budget for it because these eight episodes were had a budget of eight what was it they were 18 million an episode Jesus, that's on. That's wait, that is what? that's a, that's, that's a lifetime that's of money. More that's three million more than the final season of Game of Thrones per episode. God damn! And well, you definitely doing... show they used every penny of that eighteen million to make the show as good as it was. Between, oh like, yeah, props, they have the clothing, paying the right actors. Because my God, they had the perfect cast for this show. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it, it's been it's actually in my opinion, and I've watched most of the live action. I think the only ones I haven't seen for live action adaptations are like Death Note and you're not missing much, not missing much. that that yeah hey, that maybe that hey, maybe it uh, Ryuk is fire he's the Ryuk only, is the only thing good in that show 
Exactly, that's what I'm saying. But still, as a whole, it's shite. Yeah. But anyway, this keeps very close to the anime. You also get this side story going on, which most new shows and most live actions don't really do well when it comes to splitting the story. This one does it really well because of who it follows. It follows Kobe, the guy that Luffy meets at the beginning, and you get to see him kind of progress more than you do in the anime. You get to see him kind of learn the ropes and see how, like, how he's actually, like, a natural at being a marine. But the cool thing is, is that he's under Garp, Luffy's grandfather, the entire time. So you get to see both sides of Luffy off doing his thing and Garp going nuts over the fact that Luffy's being such a good pirate. We'll say, um, uh, the, the, I think my favorite character in the live action, or just the, my favorite actor that they chose, was, um, Stephen Ward for Mihawk. He oh, fucking yeah. played Mihawk perfectly. Honestly, does, I, think I, a really good I think I like the live action better version of Mihawk better than the animated version for voice wise <laughs> that's fair i gotta say that my my favorite is either gonna be sanji or zeph which fun fact for those of you that don't know the actor for zeph in the live action is the voice actor for ghost in the original modern warfare 2 wait what yep he's ghost from the original modern warfare series that's the last crossover i ever thought we were gonna get from this see, one see, piece live action see now that you know that robbie you're gonna watch it and only only hear ghost. Yeah. But yeah, I, really good. It follows it very well. I know I've said this before, but I had more to say about it, but I can't remember at the moment. Like you got, they, they covered the, the characters' personalities very well. Like you got, you got Usopp who like doesn't even try to because he's a chronic liar. He, even, even to like the people that he doesn't want to, like the other straw hats, he'll just be like, yeah, I did that. Even though, even though they're like right there and saw him. You got Nami who's like, doesn't really trust them throughout the entire thing. Like still shows some hesitation. And you got, you got Luffy, who's just like he's just he's just rolling with the flow, and I love it. I love I love his actor. He covers covers his personality super well. But yeah, other than that, there is talk about a season two coming out. It wouldn't it wouldn't be until later later next year, uh, with the actor and writing strikes going on right now. But other than that, I know that Subset and Blaze have both seen it. You got anything to add on to it? Could have been longer. I thought it was amazing. Uh, like I said, Mihawk probably stole the show for me and my part could have been longer of course the, the edgy sword boy hey 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 hey! don't call me out and we're gonna see more but the little teaser that we got in the very last episode oh i can't wait to see that man like, he's honestly one of my favorite characters clearly this no, is i won't, I won't spoil on. anything if they can they find the one piece They'll, they'll they'll probably they'll probably catch up to the to the anime in like four or five seasons. Four or five seasons, nah, my ass. You're gonna do it in three. It, it would depend on how many episodes they they plan to have per season. If they're doing it by right? eight, it, it'll have like four or five seasons after this to to catch up. And that's pushing it. They'd have to be skipping a lot. Oh yeah. Well, they already seem to like because there's episodes where they just like they go to a bar and hang out and then they get into a bar fight and run off. And that that's like the entire episode in the anime. And I see that they're like they're adding that in, but then they'll they'll be like, okay, that happened, and move right on, which I kind of like, honestly. But I don't know. Like I said, my main my main concern is Chopper because not only I, I keep hopping back and forth because I keep having so much. There's been a lot going through my head about this show, but 
Not only is he a reindeer, so he's gonna have to be CGI'd anyway, because he's a he's an anthropomorphic reindeer, but he's also has different forms that he morphs into to for combat. So you need to have animation of him morphing into these different forms as well. And also the fact that him and uh, Bones, they're both gonna be CGI characters, which which means that at any moment in time when Bones. they are, at any time, what's his name? His name is Brook. Brook. Or okay. Soul King. Okay, sorry. So so. With with Ch- with 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 what's going on with Chopper and uh, Brooke, the fact that they're they may be fully CGI means that at any moment when they're on screen, they have to be animated, and that just drives up that drives up production costs so much. Well, with with Brooke, I'm not sure, right? Because they do they've been doing a lot of good practical they, effects, especially gonna, with the Fishmen. They're just gonna have a guy in a green suit, his green screen suit, and they're just gonna like put Brooke on top of him. I, I'm not sure. I, they could probably do something to like i know in for like smaller cgi characters in in movies and stuff they'll have like a doll of that for like a stand-in i could see them doing that for chopper but for brooke i feel like they could do something practical like a practical skeleton kind of look or or they can go full cgi but i hope i hope they i hope they just speaking of i hope they just bring a dog as Chopper. <laughs> just have him be a literal chihuahua. Oh, God. But he's a thing. He's a it's reindeer. Funny because, like... It's funny because in the anime, everybody calls him a raccoon or a reindeer or a, a, a dog, and he gets so pissed. <laughs> just a little chihuahua with antlers. <laughs> and they're like, oh, it's a raccoon dog. And he's like, I'm a reindeer. You're listening to the Pop Culture Effect on CJSW. Speaking of weird anthropomorphic animals, I heard that Happy Tree Friends is actually making a comeback. Subset, you want to tell us more about that? Comeback that I didn't realize we needed. Like, I was surprised like, just a couple days ago of hearing this tidbit. Not only we're co- it's coming back as a series, we're also getting a game. Of course we need it. I've needed this for so long. I was so there, The only one game I remember was the Flash game. Mm-hmm. Where with the the valentine's day thing here's the thing that's not the only game they actually release another game on the 360 oh god what wait Mm -hmm. wait i think i actually have like glimpses in my in my memory of this but the return date that they're coming out is september 27th while i think the uh the game itself is coming on the 24th or unless it's flip i need to no no you're good you're good exactly you're good good? okay but yeah like i'm very surprised to see this evolve of all projects coming back. What do you Granted, mean? Happy Tree Friends was look, the best. Okay, look. When it first came out, we were all innocent kids expecting a kitty show, and then... It corrupted all of us, and it was the best thing to ever happen to this human race. Bobbert, you say Bobbert, you say it's the best, right? You say, like, you say we need this, but when we were first watching it, none of us were technically allowed to watch it. That, exactly. Dude, dude, it's the same vein as, like, staying up on a Saturday night and watching Robot Chicken, even though your parents told you not to that's what i did to be fair that's also the same premise of you know uh <laughs> creepypasta <laughs> i mean yeah i mean are yeah, we real are, are we really gonna go down the you... sonic.exe train because we will no 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 besides that's a crappy that's the only creepypasta you know besides bendra i mean crappy creepypasta dude this man only knows the video hey, game hey i i watch yuri of wind i watch youtubers that talk about creepypastas they're just not as memorable as bendra or sonic.exe but but moving on from all that schnaz i'm just after so long it just decided to come out again like not only a, a series but a game as well which 
Switch. The game is a roguelike shoot 'em up, so you can pick uh, the standing characters that we see in the show, and you can be them shooting things, going down different paths of a dungeon and stuff, which sounds interesting. I don't know how it's gonna work, but it's honestly a fun game that I'm looking forward to at least see some gameplay and some people playing it. Maybe dabble it myself just to have a fun time. But I, mean, I honestly I call, can't. I wait. call picking Flippy. Can, can we? Can we? Can we get? I'm Flippy. Can we get? I'm Flippy. Can, can we please get Lumpy in Fortnite though? Uh, yes. And his act I'm being is Flippy just... unless they give two forms of Flippy skins that we can use. Uh, the uh, the pickaxe would be the beanstalk version of Lumpy from the Pod People's episode. Like, oh my God, no! Out of all things, Happy Tree Friends coming back on my For You page, and I can't. I, I'm kind of scared. What is gonna do to the to the veterans youth. who watched this as kids or how is it gonna affect the new generation when they get the little grubby mints and go back on like the old stuff angel these this new generation has had access to live league for like how long like i'm pretty sure they've yeah, seen it we mean that's our thing the thing is they don't have to stomach for it jk i'm kidding don't ever go don't ever say jk like that, that ever again that physically <laughs> yeah. hurt me to listen yeah. to you say that stop i can't i can't i just gotta bring it around have you any of you seen like the full like the whole thing of course because right, i know of course probably dude, every episode so the lemonade stand the popcorn the, the 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 oh there's so many out of so i'm i'm, I'm assuming everybody has seen it in this little the anteater oh. yeah i remember when it was on netflix oh and you can now watch it on mondo media not spawn <laughs> Yeah, I forgot it was on Netflix for Wait, a it was on Netflix? What? Yeah, that's how I first found it. I used to watch it on Netflix. Oh, because oh, you guys probably had American Netflix. God. and you, oh, That's why everybody who mm-hmm. watches Netflix should have a VPN, not Spawn. The thing is, the but thing is, Happy spawned. Tree Friends isn't even American. It's a British company, like a British Really? Show. I never it's, knew it's that. A, it's a British, that there's, a, there's a reason why we haven't seen much on it. You're, tell, uh, you're uh, telling me you guys have seen Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared, and you you haven't noticed how fucked up the British. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, oh, ooh, ooh, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna save that stuff to myself. All I'm gonna say, who is your favorite character out of this band of colorful critters? Lumpy. God, I don't Flippy. remember. I don't know their names. I haven't seen that shit since I was in like what, middle what school. Animal? Describe the animal. What, what animal was your favorite the that moose? you like to watch the in Bluey Burgers? It was the blue moose, wasn't it? No, I hated no. the blue moose. You okay. seemed like a flaky kind of gal. He was, was it the, the green worst. one? Was no, the green one that had a sugar addiction. No, that was porcupine, right? No, that's, uh, that, that, that's... No, I did like Flaky. I hated the fucking sugar addicted one as well. Oh, I... no, dude. The I... sugar addicted guy. I actually, I liked the show, but I hated 98% of the fucking critters on there, I'll admit. I thought they were all annoying <laughs> as hell. I liked Flaky and Flippy. Those were, like, my, the only two I really liked. I think okay. it was Flaky. Flaky was my... I think was she was the one I could stomach. She was always so shy. Yeah. She, she didn't want to to happen and then i'm gonna call out everybody in the fandom who really watched out the you know the flippy and flaky shippers out there i know who you are i know who you are i really appreciated when they did side animation stories like the i think there was one it was like a superhero and then there was another one that was like a ninja i think oh yeah i know there was like the vet 
character who like <laughs> had severe PTSD. Oh yeah, yeah that, oh yeah, that's Flippy. Those that's were flippy. always my favorite uh, episodes. I don't remember their the actual, names. The I didn't even know they had names. The actual they reenactment of names. PTSD is exactly what I look for in my car, car my child's cartoon. They, at the at the beginning of the episode, they'd always have like a starring and show like mm. a bunch of the different characters with their names. I didn't pay attention to that shit. Alright, that's it. Yumi, I'm watching it right now, Trin. Nah. <laughs> oh. Maybe. Okay, so there was. I got I got the list up here. We got. Oh, Disco Bear. Disco Bear was cool too. Robbie, shut up. Disco Bear. But you had Lumpy, who was the moose. You had Flaky, who was the the porcupine. You had Toothy, who was the beaver, and I think they were the the sweet tooth one. You had Disco Bear, who was the bear with the afro. Crow Marmot, who was Marmoset. Caveman. Okay, Cuddles was like the main yellow bunny guy. There was Buddhist Monkey. Yeah. Uh, Giggles, who was the who was the pink bear. Lifty and Shifty, who were the two raccoons that stole oh, everything. Oh, dude. No, Nutty, those were mysterious. Nutty is the sweet tooth. I forgot about that. Uh, Russell, who was the pirate. Mr. Pickles. Handy, who was the construction worker yes, with no hands. I, everybody I love loves it. Handy. Everybody loves <laughs> Handy. Messed up. Petunia the skunk. Sniffles the uh, anteater. Cub, who was the baby. Pop, who was his dad. The mole, the blind guy. And then there was Mime. I think... Wait, did... Wait, did... Did, did, did Happy Tree Friends ever kill off the baby? Or was it always, always so. was it always oh, yeah. a bait? I don't know what you want that to be answered on oh, here. Just like, yeah, the, yeah, you, yeah, this that, that needs out. to be I'm cut gonna, gonna right cut, now. Cut that yeah. Off. Okay. Literally, so as I, I was did... thinking about it, I'm like, wait a minute, I should probably cut this out. I also did really like Sniffles. 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 Was awesome. There was some really messed up ones with Sniffles. I just felt really uncomfortable with uh, the. Oh, oh yeah, no, this this Happy Tree Friends. Fair oh, yeah. Yeah, it's we should have a disclaimer here. Hey, um, with, happy tree, it's not. with Happy Tree Friends, it's a lot of violence and a lot of blood and a lot of, uh, actually, no, no dialogue. Say, don't say it. Now they're going to go watch it because of that, you numb skull. Well, we can only do our Either way, they're probably going to watch cut it. it out. When... Cut it out. Cut. <laughs> Either way, no matter what any of us say, no matter what age, they're going to watch it unless, you know, parent, you know, parent stuff is on that, on their shit and whatnot. They're going to find a way to watch it one way or another like we did it was just easier for us because it was right there what are you even talking about angel it's during or, during our time you, the internet what, wasn't what do you like, even what are you even talking about subset super it's literally monitor. so much easier now for kids these days oh god i literally just scrolled down past the list and someone made five nights at freddy animatronics of all the happy tree friends characters no yes. link it link it link it link it link it I need to see this. What? I hope you guys are down to play the to game that's this. coming out as well. Remember, what, it's a roguelike. What console is it you said it's a, yeah, you said it's a roguelike. I'm totally down. I'm sorry. What 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 console is it coming out for? Uh, all of them. Oh, okay. We got so sidetracked that I genuinely everything. forgot if you mentioned it or not. They're coming out in everything, and I can't wait to see more kids scarred, and the most people who watch this stuff are going to get re-scarred. Are you kidding me? Most of the kids these days are so desensitized to that kind of stuff. They, they grew mean, up on FNAF wrong. and Benny and the Ink Machine, where young adults were being unalived frequently. It's the YouTube-friendly yeah, version of what I can say. Indie games, too. Gemini here, and you're listening to the pop culture effect on CJSW. Well, moving from this, moving along from this mystery of a bloody kids show, even if it's a kids show, 
that isn't a kid's show. We're bringing to a series that's also for kids, quote unquote, for kids. If you read the books or any of the old shows. Blaze, give us a bit of a tidbit on the Goosebumps series trailer. Going back on the Game nostalgia on. hype again. Yeah, another uh, series is getting rebooted. Uh, this time it's the Goosebumps series that was aired between 1995 to 1998 for four seasons, which is an adaptation of R.L. Stein's beloved children's horror book series by the name of Goosebumps that was made in the that was made in like the early 90s. And a lot of us grew up watching these and are probably horrified by them because those shows were not for kids. I don't care what anyone says. Unless we're talking about the, the movie with Jack Black. That one's less scary and more just comical. Y- yeah, that, that was an abomination. We don't talk about the, the wait is wait wait a minute is jack black associated with this new with this new series no 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 okay okay this is a completely new reboot that's gonna seem like it might stick true to how the original goosebumps series was but what it is is it's going to be a 10 episode series that's gonna be airing on both hulu and disney plus the original series usually would do like each episode would follow another one of the books that rl stein has made with how this reboot series looks it's gonna be a linear story throughout the 10 episodes following a group of high schoolers as they're looking into a teenager's death from three decades earlier. So it's going to be kind of like a combination of the Goosebumps world into like one story. Kind of similar to what the movies did, but make it make more sense and actually be good. Make it make more sense? You're saying Goosebumps out of all books that make sense. Granted, you have a fair point in the movies. Hey, it's going to do better than the movies. At least I fucking hope so, because those movies were atrocious. They better have that banger-ass intro. Honestly. Yes. See, I I just hope we get a resurgence of Animorphs. No, no, no animorphs. I, Robert, no, I want no. you to refer to my last. I want you, you to refer to my last message in chat, and that's my that's my response to what you just said. What? No, no Robbie, love for animorphs. That, that just unlocked. I don't want to live on this planet anymore. I just embedded deep into my mind to forget. Yes, you, you guys aren't down for animorphs. Animorphs. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna look be honest it, look it up animals. on Google. Look up animorphs. I don't think this is the one I'm it's thinking of. It's kids that can transform into animals. The the the, the book covers I think of have a lot more of a gradient transition. I think. I might be thinking of a different book series. But uh, the series is actually going to be airing on Friday the 13th on October uh, with the first That's five great. episodes being uploaded at once. Ooh. And then the next five episodes are going to be aired weekly. The Goosebumps series, I'm really looking forward to it because this is going to be a nostalgia trip I'm going to be hyped for if they do this right. Um, We've only seen a teaser trailer that's on YouTube for it, so we don't know much about it. But it is right around the corner being next month on Friday the 13th. Ooh. I love how there was a music cue that kind of fit with the with the theme of what you were saying. That definitely sounded like someone just looked up the intro to Goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> See, not gonna lie, I was trying to find this. I, try, I was trying to make a soundboard for the Goosebumps uh, intro before it came to me, but I couldn't be, make board, it in board, time. Board, 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 board. <laughs> But uh, also, for those who don't have Disney Plus or Hulu and want to at least try the show out, uh, it, the first two episodes on Friday the 13th will also air for free on Freeform. Ooh. 
So give you an option to try it out if you don't already have Disney Plus or Hulu. Just kind of get a feel for the show if it's something you want to try. So subscribe to the to Disney Plus or Hulu to try the sh- to actually watch the show. It's like the first two episodes. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, but I I think I think when it comes to Goosebumps, I think my favorite episodes were the ones with the the Halloween mask episode. If if you guys remember that one, that was probably my favorite one. One that actually scared me was I can't remember the name of the book, but it was the the brother and sister went to their like grandparents or something and they lived on the coast and they were like haunted by ghosts. Turns out oh. that they're like their grandparents were ghosts the entire time too. That one. What? That I remember that crazy. one. That was a good one. See, I was a big like, fan that one, of the like, one with legitimately about the puppet. gave me nightmares. Like the iconic one, obviously. And there I I have a goosebumps book that I got from a recent Canmore fair. I have not opened it up and I really just want to sit and read it all the way through. It means he'll wait until we're actually trying to play a game or something or stream or something yeah. and then yep. he'll start reading it. Yep. Or just like while I'm watching anime I'll just be like, eh. it, it is kind of It is kind of funny though because Goosebumps can have some really weird ones like the vampire potato. Mm. Did, did you just say vampire potato? Yes. It, th- yes. There was an episode R- where there was has... a vampire potato. R.L. Stein oh. literally just went hog wild with the How ideas about the one for about the his garden books. gnome coming alive. Well, no, okay, garden gnome, that that's that's like a natural thing. Everybody everybody knows that Don't... garden gnomes are mythical beings. Don't go in the basement, classic episode. Oh, yeah. don't go in the basement. Oh. Oh, now we're getting into childhood traumas, dude. The monster goo. Boring. Are you Yawn. laughing at me? Or was it All monster? I know is the puppet's not in the show, it failed. Yeah, right? That's that's a big century. That's gotta be their the debut. The puppet episode. was in the movie too and it failed. That's okay, fair. that's because the I funny think the puppet the puppet was like the one good thing about that movie though. Yeah, but we also got funny Panda Man in the movie as well, trying to make it a super serious but also not serious at all movie. I'd like to thank everybody for taking the time to listen to our ramblings. I want to implore everybody to look into all of the crazy stories that have been going on. Genuinely, some weird stuff has been going like some weird stuff in in animation all across the board it's 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 been a crazy full day for nostalgia me, yeah. week is what right I'd a say. full nostalgia week and i want to say that i want to thank all my lovely co-hosts for being a part of this again i i don't know i don't know if it's ever gonna end it probably won't so we're just, we're just gonna keep just gonna keep trucking along with with menace always a good day with gemini pleasure as always with blaze always a fun one and subset hey yo i'd like to also uh before we end off apl- implore everybody to go check out all the other amazing podcasts that go on at cjsw and uh, i just want to say thank you all for joining me today and we will see you in the next one goodbye everybody goodbye goodbye you're listening to the pop culture effect on cjsw